0: Ah people of the internet, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long, And it's been a few uh good minutes since I've come to you on this particular platform. <sighs> Yes, we have uh we've had some struggles. We have been uh trying to navigate our way through this here COVID-19. And uh I I mean it's been as they let's just go ahead and call it what they're saying it. We we have to agree here. This is definitely uncharted territories, uh uncharted waters, uncharted ideas. It, nobody knows what's going to happen at the end of this crisis. Nobody knows how this crisis is going to affect us, what position we will be in after this is said and done. And and truth be told, I'm just going to go ahead right here in the beginning and I'm just going to say it because (sighs) I, I, mm, I almost do not want us to go back to normal. Well, as a matter of fact, I, let me just go ahead and say, I don't think we're ever going to go back to normal anyway, so that's part of me being happy right there. But the other part, or should I say, what is normal after this, is, is the question. So that 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 makes me happy. But the other reason why I don't want us to go back is because it seems that crisis always has a way of settling the storms of our societies it always seemingly has a way of eliminating the dust bowls if you will the it's like We're in this crisis and it's this virtual, or should I say, it's this global uh, rainstorm and all of the sand and and the things that have been kicked up and choking us, both psychologically and and emotionally, all of those things are now settled down. And in these crises, this proverbial rainstorm ends, I know it's not a fear. It's not a hope. It's a it's a knowing that for a lot of us we're going to go back. It's going to dry out. The dust is going to kick up again. We're going to be choking each other uh, psychologically because the the sand and the dust bowl wars will resume. And that part <sighs> has me feeling some type of way. But for me, I have to accept the reality that there's nothing I can do about that and focus my attention on the things that I can do something about because I have been in my head and in many of my circles, not necessarily all of them, been preaching this concept that this here COVID-19 to me, it's not a disruption. I know most folks think it is. It's like the world as we know it has been shifted. It's knocked off its axis. It's been flipped upside down. And and this is just like, uh, but you want to know something? I have been sitting here watching this both emotionally, psychologically, and it, it shows me something that is very encouraging. That encouragement lies in the reality that this is not a disruption, but a transition position. And I say that because I personally, through my creation of content, through my being a creator of content, have realized that there are so many avenues that even I missed as it pertains to how we connect together. And because of COVID-19, I have been forced to resort to these types of ac- connection tools that I would have not even thought of. Granted, there are a lot of things that I have been pushing and people have been rejecting, but like, I, I, it, it is amazing how much did even I did not pay attention to? And so it's a great transition period because now we can focus on those things. One in which I would like to talk with you about today. And I'm going to take a little break and then I'm going to come back and we're going to have that conversation if you don't mind. So um, I've been um, having uh, a few thoughts, like I said, uh, COVID-19 has literally messed up my year, uh, as it has yours, so I'm not trying to act like that I'm the only one here that's feeling some type of way. But um, I had one project that I wanted to do, one project that uh, I felt was my... Let me just go ahead and say it, okay? I had an Easter sunrise service. We did one last year. Out on the front of my house, we live on the river, I do, and we have this big open area out there, kind of like a, uh, I don't want to call it a park area because I don't want to give people ideas, but it's, it's it's room for us to do a few things, you know what I'm saying? And so last year we decided to uh, do a sunrise service out there, and it was, um, it was so nice, they asked us to do it twice, so we're, we're going to do it this year, uh, coming up tomorrow. COVID-19 threw those plans down the river. Now, it was all... So, two things were kind of... First, it was, oh, you can't have any gatherings under 100 people. Well, that was like, sucks to be a mega church because we can still go, right? And then they went, you can't have it under 50. It was like, it sucks to be a large church, but we can still go. Then they said, you can't have it under 10. And it's like... Uh, huh. mm, Nah. so we canceled it and then it became a question of, well, what do we do now? Because we have no, no mode of doing this. This is basically the end of this, right? Just call it quits, shut everything down. Like everybody else has done, right? Nah, I was, um, sitting at the house as I generally do. I mean, everybody's doing that nowadays and I started looking at my phone and I was like, oh, the iPhone will allow for you to uh, add up to uh, 10 people on a call at one time. It's like, bing, bang, and boom. I think we got a plan here. Let's go ahead and do this. I'm sorry. I was, my mouth was away from the phone the whole time. I should have put my mouth, you know, you would think after some time of doing this, I wouldn't know how to record. I'm so very sorry. So I am uh, thinking, okay, so if I get 10 people on the call, then I can go and uh get a couple other people we can kind of tie them in have this little party line thing going around and that's going to be a thing right so I called my dear aunt mama stacy and I was like I would like for you to uh, be a part of the program wasn't ask her to be a part of the party line system because I had already had that taken care of because I literally had all the people in my head that I was going to ask it was going to be this small um kind of family-style event, and everybody that we can fit between these two lines, which was going to be like uh, 19 people in some cases, that was going to be who we had. My aunt says, well, um, so I'm not going to like that conversation because it's going to be laggy and and things are going to happen, so um, why don't you create a conference call? And I went, "Um, uh, I don't like you, and I hung up the phone. Immediately afterwards, I looked up freeconferencecall.com. You know, that's the thing that she told me that I should check out, you know, the thing that I hung up the phone on her because I didn't want her to, you know, she, she has a way of disrupting my plans on the ninth hour, this woman does. And so I looked it up and I picked up my house phone because I'm one of the only people in America that still has one of those things and began to try to figure out after I set up my little account, kit at Work. And it's like, okay, I know how to do this. I figured it out in five minutes. So now what do I do? So then I started to share it with all of the people that I had invited, that little core group of folks that I was like, hey, this is the thing that you should listen to or you should be a part of, let's do this. And they're like, cool. And then it began to skyrocket because they begin to, to, to give it to people who began 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 to give it to people. And now this little family oriented, 19 people, mindset, thinking, small headed guy. My idea turned into this massive thing because somebody went and looked beyond their own capabilities. Now, let me explain this to you because this is what got me feeling some type of way in a good way. Because I started to look at this thing skyrocketed, blowing up. And I went, whew, there are people right now who are going to participate in this call that I would have never connected with if we had have not been in COVID-19. There are folks who are going to be a part of this call that I would never have been able to physically put in my connection. Let me explain why I said those two things. Like, number one, I would not have been able to connect with them because they're all over the continental United States and some even outside of same. And then you run into this other little issue that if all of these people had been in the same city and I could connect with them, how would I get them onto this? I mean, even though it's a nice piece of land and it's not that big. And then you got to worry about parking. You got to worry about traffic. You got to worry about getting people in and out. It's a huge ordeal that no one can really figure out, which will have the government calling me like "Uh, Mr. EDB. Yeah, um, we can handle that. Um, You got your checkbook ready? Oh, you don't have checks no more? No worries. We take Visa, MasterCard, Discover and American Express, which one you choosing. So all of those limitations that would have put a nice little damper on this project before COVID-19 has just exploded. Banded our opportunities, our access of capabilities, and I at that moment began to sit down and just see it it It, it popped up in my brain, it was like poof, there it is. I begin to recognize that this is not a disruption. I said that, and I know this is kind of hard for anybody to grasp, but it's not a disruption, but a wonderful transition. I don't have to try to figure out how to get grandma to the nurse at home. I can go into the nurse at home and talk to grandmother. I don't have to figure out how to move kids and and all these other things that are holding us down. A lot of people would come to these things, but they got newborns. They can't bring them outside. They can't do this. They can't do that. All of these things are eliminated just washed away right now and i hope that when this is over when covid 19 has finished that we will not look at what we have done here as just a temporary fix but really investigate what we have learned and how this can not only benefit us now, but benefit us in the future. You feeling what I'm saying? I am so glad you're feeling it. And you know what's going to happen? Um, I'm going to take another break and allow you the opportunity. You know, you may have some things to do. You might be uh, in transition between the car and the house. I hope not. I mean, I'm thinking you might have some things you had to go outside and do. So as long as you're out there being safe and all, I'm all right with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. So we're going to take a little break here. A little pause for the calls for you to, uh, you could just put a pin right here and and, and do whatever you got to do. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to tell you about tomorrow, all right? Or should I say, if you're listening to this, I'm going to explain this to you, what is going to happen on this coming Easter Sunday. And I have to be specific about that because this podcast definitely... It transcends time, so it might have already happened by the time some people are listening to it, but it's still very important for us to have this conversation. I believe so, and I hope you will too. All right? Awesome sauce. So if you are uh, listening to this before uh, Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday 2020, then you have time to uh, join in tomorrow for... uh, Our time together. Um, This is going to go down on um, Easter Sunday morning, which is April the twelfth at six a.m. We're going to be on a conference call. That will uh, the links are going to be down there, or should I say, all the information you need is going to be down in the description or the show notes, is what you call them on podcasts. And and please come in and check it out. Now, let me tell you what this is going to be. Um, This is going to be an opportunity for us to showcase what church can look like outside of the physical aspect, okay? For so long, we have only seen uh, worship time or connecting time. As physical. We have to get up and go to some particular location. That's that's the only thing that we can consider worship is that we're all under one building, under one roof, or should I say all in one building, which is under one roof. And for so many uh, times or for so many years, should I say, people have been arguing that the church is bigger than the walls, that we have to get outside of the walls. That's been a conversation that's happened I I remember uh, my uh, mentor in college when I interned at the First Baptist Church of Norfolk with Reverend... Uh, Craig Clayton, who was preaching about that, he was a missions mobilist strategist, a missions mobilizing strategist. I don't know what the title was, but it was something in that long. Yeah, something. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, he was talking about it and preaching about it. And truth be told, I was uh, right off of a a long stint of being the super religious guy, being inside of those walls. And he began to open my head. And and, and I remember, I remember, ah, yes. Can I just take time to just remember, because um, he told me when I uh, first was introduced to him, he was like, um, Mr. Eric, uh, you know how to do all the preaching stuff. You've been doing that all your life and, and, and you got the down packed. but you don't really know how the ministry aspect, op- you don't know that. You don't know anything outside of these buildings. And, and I am a firm believer that he was right about that. And he even in some cases made a statement that once you have, uh, found or understood this, you will see and be able to appreciate the ministry standpoint differently than you do now, which literally I almost don't want to go back to the pulpit after being able to experience and understand what else could be done in ministry. But Even in that conversation, we were just trying to get people to think outside of just going to church on Sunday morning. Now, COVID-19 has helped us to realize that we can do more than just go to church. There's other ways to reach. Now, I'm going to tell you why this theologically works. The scripture says, fret not to assemble thyselves together. It says, I was glad when they said it to me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord, where two or three are gathered in his name. Therefore, I will be in the midst. I don't know where those scriptures are found, but if you look those up, you just go and type those words in and they'll put you, you know, me and Numbers just don't get along, but they're in there. Just type it in. Just like I said it, you want me to say it slow? Okay. I'm going to say it slow so you can just put it in your Google. Okay. The first one you're going to look up is where two or three are gathered in his name, there I will be in the midst. Okay. Look that up on Google. I'll tell you where to go find it. So you can uh, know that I'm telling you that it's there. The second one is, I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. And the third one was fret not to assemble thyself together. Now, Two of those are in the Old Testament, I will tell you that for a fact, but I'm going to move on. So that is the baseline that people have used for why you should go to a physical building. But let me talk about technology for a second, because I think that we have not come to understand the the power, or should I say, the uh, creation of a thing called in real time, which means that A conversation between you and me, if I can speak and you can respond instantaneously, that means that we're in the same vicinity at the same time. Granted, we may not be physically there, but the power of technology allows us to still be able to interact as one. So therefore, that where two or three are gathered in his name, therefore I will be in the midst. Well, if long as you're not by yourself, you have two other people there or either one other person there, you and your husband can be at the house every Sunday and you can have a church because Like it said, where two or three are gathered. Now, let's talk about the second aspect of it. I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Also, there is a theological uh, argument to be put there of how the internet can serve as the house of the Lord, because just like they take buildings, they can take anything and transform it into a church. Why can't you take a Facebook group and transform it into a church? Why can't you take a phone line and transform it into a church? Why can't you take a Do we need to go on with the possibilities here? So again, if we can all be in one place at one time, connected on the same opportunity, we can do like this. I can speak, you can say back amen. Then we are all in one place together. The third aspect was fret not thyself to assemble together. I think I've already explained that, all right? I I think the argument has already been made here. So us coming together on this conference call, for Easter Sunday morning is without question biblically sound. And so I want to extend that because Not only is this something that we're doing now because of COVID-19, but I want us to look at this from the perspective that this is something that we can do even past COVID-19. Now, am I saying, Eric, that we don't need to go back to physical church anymore? No. There's some of us who we will never get out of the mindset that they have to go to a building and that's fine. That's the way you accept it. Great. Here is where my argument lies. I want to talk to those people who are done being physical. They're just not going to come back. There. There's a church in this town right now that I would love to go to. But the fact of the matter is they pack you in there like sardines. And I can't be in there around the all. And people like they get to jump in and shout, and they got all them lights on because they're trying to make it look cool for TV. And so I'm sitting there just in misery because I got Johnny to my right, I got Billy to my left, Samantha's in front. Johnny and Billy smell like dirty panties, and Samantha smells like she's wearing them. I'm sitting here hot because all these lights that are beaming down on my face, surrounded by Swamp Butt, and I'm like, bruh. Can, can, I, can I go home now? Because I'm, I'm not enjoying myself. And the reality of it is you can't fault the church because they're doing the best that they can to try to get as many people in as possible because people want to come to church, but I just can't take it. Now, you probably say, well, Eric, do you need to go find your small church? Well, that is true. I could go find a small church, but here's the problem with that. I'm probably not going to get the teaching that I was going to get at the big church, which is the reason why they're packing them and stacking them. But now, because of COVID-19, you have to connect with me in some way. And I still believe there's room for us to advance and how we even connect with people via the internet. So basically what I'm trying to say is I hope that when you come to this conference call, when you watch the live stream, that's also going to be on facebook.com forward slash Eric D. Barrett, Easter Sunday morning at 11 a.m. I want you and hope that you, should I say, I I would like for you to do it, but I'm not going to tell you I need you to do this. I would like to invite you and hope that you would consider... That maybe, just maybe, there are two extra services that you need to add to your repertoire. I'm I'm going to send this out to all of my preacher friends and hope that they will listen to this and, and consider this option as we begin to uh, transition back into whatever this new normal is. And then there are the people who sit in the pews and you really like this style, but you don't Really know how to explain it? You don't really know how to say it because you've always been taught that the church is supposed to be the way that it is, or that it was before COVID nineteen, and this is all good. But this is not the way it's supposed to be. So we're just going to end this while we're we're just buying our time until we can get back to normal. Okay, I feel that we need an uproar, if you will, of people. Who are expressing that this is something that we need to pursue. <sighs> Look at me sounding like all Bernie Sanders and everything, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's, that's what's gonna happen starting tomorrow if you're listening to this when it's released on April the 11th, okay? I hope you will come in, pastors, I hope you will come in, uh, persons of, uh, who have been sitting on the sidelines, not not really knowing what to do about this whole church thing, because you you you, you feel some type of way about the way it is or the way it was before COVID nineteen, and and you you you're in these streets looking for something new. So I hope tomorrow that you will look at this or listen to this. All all the things are going to be downstairs in the uh, in the show notes. And consider it as maybe something that you should either incorporate it to your church or that you should request that your pastor do, or they won't do it. Well, then, um, you know, subscribe button and uh, follow button and uh, all those good things are your friend. I would love to hear your thoughts about this, by the way. Um, you can email me, ericdeshawnbarrett at gmail.com, or you can uh, find me somewhere on the internet, Instagram at ericdeshawnbarrett, uh, Facebook at ericdbarrett. You know, I told you about that because we're going to be doing the thing over there on Sunday at 11 a.m. Easter Standard Time, by the way, or Twitter at Eric D. Barrett or uh, the, the Snapchat, uh, Twitch. No, nah, I'm not doing Twitch much no more. Yeah, I think we're going to have to have a funeral over there for Twitch. I'm just, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that later. TikTok is what I was going to say. All, all these different things. All my links are going to be downstairs in the show notes. So uh, please check it out. Till the next time we can chat. I hope this makes sense and I uh if it also um hit the uh follow button or subscribe button whatever your platform requires, you know, we're on uh, every major one at least for this podcast. And a few minor ones that I don't even know exist. I still don't know where this podcast is being uh released at this point. So it's it's good to know that um it's everywhere and and you may um Yeah, you may, it may be some people out there that I don't know about. So go ahead and uh, let me know. Like I said, all the links are going to be downstairs in the show notes. All right, I'm going to remove myself from your earlobes at this time. And until the next time, we can chat for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters.